Metu Netter, Volume 3, The Key to Miracles. Preface, Preliminary Discourse, beginning on page 10. Fundamental Principles of Comedic Spirituality. First and foremost is the view that man and God possess the same qualities of being apart from all other beings. A. By this is meant that a fully developed man is able to influence events in the world through the use of his or her will acting through thoughts upon his or her spirit. For example, where you a fully developed person and you wanted to influence the course of history, you could do so without taking external actions. You could do so by projecting the appropriate thoughts into your life force and the divine spirit, which would in turn carry out the desired effects. Effects produced in this manner are called psychic, spiritual, magical, miraculous, supernatural, paranormal, etc. The truth is that they are totally normal and natural for man once the truth about man is understood. B. The fully developed man, one who has realized his or her divinity, was called an Ausar. 2. Obviously, however, there is a difference between God and man. Although the constituents of man's being, consciousness, will, spirit, mind, life force, and body work in exactly the same as God's, the difference is that God has direct consciousness and control over all things because they reside within its being. On the other hand, man's direct consciousness and control is limited to the events within his or her own being given that man is just a part of the whole like all other creatures. Three, for man to exert an influence over the world at large through the agency of his or her mind and spirit he will have to unite his or her being to that of God. A. This unity is expressed in such words as religion, re, again, legion, tie, unity, yoga, yoke, unite, universe, uni, one, verse, love, selflessness, monotheism, etc. 4. The chief means of achieving such a unity was through the observance of the laws of the spirit, eleven in all, and of the earth. Given the behavior of all things in the world are governed by laws, man can only use his or her faculties successfully by observing the laws that govern the operation and can only unite with the spirit of God by observing the laws governing it. These laws are framed in the doctrine of Ma'at, and an attempt was made to pass it on to the world through the teachings of Pout Neturu, the tree of life. Five, the chief means through which the spirituality developed person could learn which law applied to a given situation was by consulting God via the oracle. No one but God can know what's going on in a person's mind or spirit and what that person needs at any given moment for his or her success in spiritual development. 
Even a sage must receive God's guidance in all matters, personal and impersonal. The means of acquiring the word of God is what would differ. The undeveloped relies on the oracle. The sage converses directly with God. The progression from the undeveloped state to sagehood is carried out through the spiritual training provided by the ritualistic use of the Metuneter oracle. Through obedience to God's word, as imparted through the oracle, one develops the ability to communicate directly with God. One thing is to read a divine text written by a human being. Another is to receive a direct response from God to a question posted directly. All it takes is a few cons consultations with the Metu Netur, Ifa, or I Ching to arrive at the understanding that communication is taking place via the oracle with a supremely wise entity. Six, the effect of applying the word of God to the issues of life was to achieve success through spiritual means, in other words, a miraculous manner. Living by miracles. What is a miracle? Has been what is a miracle has been imitated above. If a physical effect can be traced to a physical cause, it is not considered a miracle. If, however, it is produced by a non-physical cause, such as a prayer or meditation, it is called a miracle or magic or spiritual act according to the basis of some people. When we consider the objectives of religion, the achievements of goals in life through miracles is a defining principle. Religion relies on prayer, meditation, and ritual as casual agents for the achievement of worldly goals, i.e. on the use of mental and spiritual agents to bring out physical effects. To achieve their goals in life, most people today rely on and cultivate worldly resources, money, relationships, pedigree, status, credentials, education, skills, talents, looks, charm, intimidation, cheating, crime, weapons, might, etc. When we consider the fact that 85% of the world's population lives in poverty and the majority fail to achieve their dreams, it is fair to conclude that reliance on worldly resources would not be given the highest place. The chief message from spiritual institutions and teachers aimed at reliance and cultivations of spiritual means. When you run out of physical resources to pay your mortgage and you turn to prayer, you are looking for a miraculous or magical or spiritual solution to your problem. This was the prevailing approach in ancient times, perhaps because of the great lack of worldly resources that were open to most people. The great advances in technology have lulled the majority of people into a false sense of security and that they can place their trust in materialistic means of achievement. This problem has its root in the great Greek fiasco, which made the world the foundation for a false notion of science versus religion. A claim can be made that a particular knowledge is scientific if it involves a cause and effect relationship that can always be repeated by others. This immutable and objectivity is the essence of law. It is unfortunate that the use of prayer, meditation, and ritual 
to produce effects in the people's lives have not been presented to the majority of people in the same manner as with the physical sciences. And it is in the proper presentation that the lack of science lies. In this book, you will come to learn that man's ability to cause effects in her physical life through the medium of the spirit is based on divine law and has been thus encoded as a science of living. Tapping into the power of the spirit is the missing key for the success that has and is eluding most people. It is the subject of true religion. We saw that the true understanding of the word makes it synonymous with reunion. Man can reunite with God by replacing the words of man that dominates his thinking with the words of God. But it is not a simple process of filling one's mind with spiritual sayings or even just living them. Receiving the word of God from the outside, a scripture, teacher, or an oracle is merely the first step in the process of effectuating the reunion with God. The goal is to develop the ability to receive the word from within one's spirit, the development of intuition. The spiritual literature is full of references to intuition. The question that must be asked is, quote, what is the source of the tuition from within? The literature makes reference to a very pregnant notion. Angels are said to be messengers, entities that bring information to man. Where do they reside? In heaven? If so, where and what is heaven? Neturu and Archangels. We will learn that the group of angels that are referred to as Neturu in the Kemetic tradition and Archangels in the Western are the main sources of intuition to man. Having said this, we must prepare ourselves to enter into a strange territory. In the course of this book, we will learn that the Neturu or Archangels are the source of what Western psychology calls personalities. What is the meaning of the word personality? Before answering the question, let's look at its base, the word persona, which is composed of two Latin words, per and sona. Per means through, as with a vehicle that acts as a conduit or enabler and sona means sound. The word persona literally refers to a vehicle through which sound comes through. To refer to ourselves as vehicles through which sounds are coming through or enablers of sound is a quaint way to say the least of speaking, unless a deep meaning is hidden. The meaning begins to take shape when we tie word into its related form, personality. Yet the matter becomes more complex. The word states that the essence of each personality type is a sound and that the various personalities differ in the sounds that produce them and that they in turn manifest. The word sona is just a shorthand way of referring to the messages or words that go into shaping and expressing each personality. On one hand and on the other, the words used by the personality Neturu or Archangel to shape the effects in the world, all of this will become clear and grow exceedingly 
Once the truth about the words that we commonly use to explain who and what we are and what is going on in our lives are known and understood. We can get a glimpse of where things will be going when we understand what the source of what psychologists call a personality is what the ancient Egyptians call a netter. The Western tradition, an archangel or demigod or a god, a deity, and what the Yoruba of Nigeria called the Orisha, what the Hindus call the Deva and Vedia, and so on. A major component of the religion of Kemet was based on the cultivation of the ability to awaken and utilize the powers of the personalities within one's spirit, the heavenly part of being. They were not worshipped. And this, it must be understood, was the source of the genius that characterized the accomplishments of that great civilization. This is easy to understand once each personality type is seen to be associated with a specific talent. The martial personality to athletics, competition, entrepreneurship, combat, etc. The artistic to the arts, romance, social interaction, and so on. More important than the worldly talents that are associated with each personality were the divine messages that can be intuited from them and their power to influence and control physical events. In other words, to accomplish goals through the power of miracle. Although this book is self-explanatory, we must keep in mind that it is an expose of comedic religion which encompass a period over 3,000 years There is so much material to be covered that an entire library may be needed to do justice to the subject. The reader will find it necessary to supplement much of what is taught in this book with material from the first two volumes of this series, and there are more to follow. The objective of what is taught in this book requires the use of the Metuneter Oracle which is composed of a deck of cards that is sold separately. Ra Unnefer Amen, April 2008. And here ends the reading on page 18. The Preface. 